I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Previously On, a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Stranger Things, Season 2, Episode 1, Mad Max. We open in Pittsburgh as a driver wearing a fox mask waits nervously in a van outside a building. An alarm goes off and her accomplices run out, shouting for her to go. Police pursue the van. One of the robbers, called Callie, directs them to a tunnel. As the police approach, she closes her fist and the tunnel collapses, causing the police cars to crash. The collapse was only a hallucination. The van escapes as Callie's nose starts to bleed, and on her wrist, we see a tattoo of the number eight. In Hawkins, Dustin scours his house for quarters. The boys need change for their latest obsession, a game in the local arcade called Dragon's Lair. Dustin dies in the dragon's flames, but boasts that he's still on top of the Dig Dug scoreboard. Keith, the pimply teen in charge of the arcade, reveals Dustin's record has been beaten by 100,000 points by someone called Mad Max. He'll only tell them who it is if Mike will set him up with his sister Nancy. Mike refuses, quite rightly, to play the pimp. Will walks outside and suddenly sees flashes of the upside down. A storm is coming. Mike calls to him and the vision quickly disappears. At the police station, Hopper is met by a journalist called Murray Borman who wants to talk about Barb's disappearance. He thinks the Russians may be involved as he's heard rumours of a girl in the area who has psionic abilities. Hooper belittles his conspiracy theories and goes to deal with an emergency at a pumpkin farm. Nancy and Steve talk about his future outside the school as she edits his college application essay. He's sure he won't get in, but at least he'll get to spend more time with Nancy. A squealing hot rod pulls up next to them, and Billy, an 80s heartthrob villain, gets out with his little sister. His sister skates off without a word. Inside, Will opens his locker to find a clipping from the paper about his reappearance with the message Zombie Boy written on it. In class, Mr Clark, the science teacher, is enthusing about the human brain's infinite abilities as Billy's sister Maxine is introduced. She prefers to be known as Max, though, and the boys recognise their arcade rival. Joyce is working at the store when her new boyfriend, Bob, comes in. They make out in the storage room and Joyce invites him to film night with the family. At the pumpkin farm, all the vegetables are black and rotten. The farmer blames his neighbour for poisoning them. Hopper doubts it, but he notices some strange movements in the cornfield. When he checks it out, he finds nothing but crows. Nancy gets an invite to a Halloween party and she tries to drag Jonathan along with her. He turns her down because he'll be taking Will trick-or-treating. 
Steve interrupts them for a kiss with Nancy and Jonathan wanders away. The boys snoop on Max skating. She leaves but drops something in a bin which the boys race to retrieve. It's a note saying, stop spying on me creeps. <laughs> Will is called away because Joyce arrives to pick him up and he's escorted through the watching students and the other boys wonder if Will is better yet. Joyce takes Will to Hawkins' lab, now managed by the seemingly kindly Dr. Sam Owens. He gets hooked up to brain sensors and tells Dr. Owens about his visions of the Upside Down, causing his brain waves to spike violently. He reveals that he felt an evil coming to kill. To kill you, Owens asks. No, everyone else, he replies. In the lab, Owens sends someone in the portal room with a flamethrower. The Upside Down is spreading outwards and it needs to be burned back. At the arcade, Max shows her wicked skills on Dig Dug, confirming that she is, indeed, THE Mad Max. Steve and Nancy go to dinner with Barb's parents. They're selling their house to pay Murray Bowman to investigate Barb's disappearance. Nancy goes to the toilets and cries because she can't tell them that Barb died in the Upside Down. In his basement, Mike calls for Eleven over the walkie-talkie, saying it's day 352 of his attempts to contact her. The radio crackles and he hears Eleven's voice. He calls back, but only gets Dustin and Lucas talking about Max. Outside his house, Dustin hears animal noises, but goes inside. His trash can rattles ominously. Will is in his room drawing pictures of a zombie boy when Jonathan comes in to comfort him. He'd rather be friends with a zombie boy freak than someone normal. They go to join Bob and Joyce for film night. That night in Hawkins' lab, all the alarms begin to sound. Will wakes up and sees red lights flashing outside. He follows them and sees the storm from the upside down. There's something moving in the storm, a vast and long-legged monster. Hopper drives through the woods to a hidden cabin and approaches it, dodging tripwires. After doing a special knock on the door, he enters. Inside, Eleven is watching TV and bollocks him for being late. The two eat a very awkward dinner. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from and we'd love you to join us for them. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback or ideas for a show that we should be covering, we'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know, there may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at Previous Podcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.